It's a bad cast. Hey, it's me, your host, yeah. Mike Linden. Uh, with me as always, co-host Stephen Montenegro. That's me. And also, uh, as always, again, yeah, uh, it's Dan Linden. Hi. That's Hi. me. Hey. Did you say nice to meet you? I said that's me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus. I was going to say, like, yeah, I know that you're absent sometimes, but we've met. Hello, human companions. It is a pleasure to finally meet Aww, you. Dan got brain slugged again. Uh, <laughs> Yata is a 2001 parody song by oh, fictional God. Japanese oh. boy band Green Leaves. He's just reading the Wikipedia now? I, well, we we stumbled across the idea that Steven Montenegro had never heard of the song Yata, mm-hmm. even though he lived through peak Yata time. And so <laughs> sure. I thought I'd bring it up sure. and yeah. uh, complete that thread from uh, before we started recording. But like, but Yata, like oh. peak Yata time, I was like, I was just like way too punk for that. <laughs> Can I just say way that like... Punk? without context like if i didn't have this context i would assume peak yata time was a like very obscure like hip-hop moniker for somebody yeah that's fair you know what i mean like just like like, it's the seventh name for the rizza right yeah exactly like (laughs) it only comes up in a couple of tracks but like well the third duck duck go completion for searching for yata is yata rapper Wait, Whoa. is that just people hoping that there's a rapper named Yata? <laughs> Maybe. But I'm talking about Yata time. Oh, I see. Yeah. Not just Yata. Yeah, it's like it's like the Riz is sitting around is like, damn, I need another uh I need another moniker to fit into the fourth verse of this song. Mm-hmm. What sh- what should I go with? What do you guys think? Raekwon? Wait, that's already taken? <laughs> Well, yata time it is. I mean, one would assume that that's why uh, increasingly rappers just started going by their own names. Just because we had eliminated all possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. It became too much work. It was like trying to find a Google whack. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, I totally forgot about those. Mm -hmm. Well, because now they don't exist anymore, right? Because everyone has been added to a list of them. That is on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, it's just we're just not in peak Yata time anymore. I mean, oh man. Okay, now to Google in quotes peak Yata time. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> a bad cast. Oh, a bad cast. A bad cast. Ha- a bad cast. Ooh. A bad cast. Ew. A bad cast. A bad cast. A bad cast. Happy Mother's Day. Hey. How Mother's Cast. Oh. So, for the record, no results. Okay. Well, someday. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Now, like, now I just want to start, uh, uh, like, a website that, that are all, that is listed, like, these are all googlewax.com. <laughs> and just like things that have zero results uh-huh. so that you know it just increases the potential for people finding them sure. it's a service i offer that's really nice <laughs> that's really helpful for this world that we live in yeah that, mm-hmm. that's a million dollar idea yeah uh, it seems like it i mean you're in california now just find like some dude in a weird car and be like hey do you have money and just <laughs> 
right? That's how venture capitalists work, right? You know that happens a lot in this state, and um, it's never that positive of an interaction. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, I'm not disparaging this state's uh, residents-challenged population, right? but yeah, that happens with some regularity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's not all that it's that you made it out to be, Dan. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not that, all fledgling startups. It's not that incredible scenario that you put forward, <laughs> where it worked out for everybody involved. Right. I mean, you yeah. didn't say it explicitly, but it was implied that they all went to a sweet party after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely some sort of round A party. Like, round A. Yeah, like, you know, like your your first round of capital or whatever. You throw oh, a party. Oh, right, I right, see. Right, 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 right. I yeah. thought you were just I thought and, you were just using an incredibly uh, roundabout way of saying lowercase a. No. <laughs> it just meaning a party? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. round a. No, like a round A of venture capital. You throw yourself a big party, you rent the band Eve Six and just make them mm-hmm. play that I would swallow my pride, I would show on the song like forty two times. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, that just makes sense. What a killer party. Yeah, it sounds really It sounds great. like a great party. I've rented human beings. <laughs> I mean, I guess if like And they're you're Canadian. Kind of- you're kind of expecting people to just sort of like cycle in and out. Maybe you only need to oh, sure. spend the cash on one song. Yeah. Well, also, you don't want them drinking up your whole free bar. Wait, are you are we hold on? Are we saying Wait, that so the song is a the song is like a like a make work for the band so they don't drink? No, no, no. For the people, for the for like for the party guests to keep moving. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've heard this song twice already. Let me grab one more free drink and leave. God, I would love to throw this party, but I just know that the band Eve Six would come and drink (laughs) up all the booze. How can I avoid that scenario? I've rented them all the way from Canada. (laughs) I'm an international human trafficker, but only for the band Eve Six. Oh, boy. (laughs) Every once in a while, I get some 41 to dress up like the band Eve Six when the band Eve Six is not available. Sure. <laughs> Certainly that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what else is some 41 doing other than pretending to be the band Eve six for money? <laughs> wow. Uh, so that just makes we, sense. Okay. I just, uh, earlier, I feel like there was, I can't remember which one of you said it, but there was an implication that if you, if you make a band play only one song, they charge you less. <laughs> Even if they play that song multiple times. Oh. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I didn't catch that implication. But I, but like, look, I'm a classy human trafficker. I pay I full think. price for all the, for all the Canadian <laughs> pop punk bands that I internationally human traffic. That's nice of you. It's good, that, you know, it's good to see there's still some like uh, moral integrity in that industry. Why are you paying a band more or like, why are you paying a band like, full price if they only have to practice one song in preparation to show up well because you cut you're cutting down their rehearsal time by like 20 somethings by I, 20 I, something <laughs> but when you're gonna go with factors but they have yeah, to practice they have to practice playing it 42 times in a row yeah that's that's what i'm saying is like is like you know you gotta 
like if you're if you're only expecting that one song, you're expecting it to like to be like perfect. Mm-hmm. You're putting that on yourself. It's like this a workout is not what set. The it's like a workout for. set, Mike. You need your form to be perfect for the whole thing. Like that's how you get the ultimate benefit from it, right? Yeah, that's how they max their gains. Yeah, Are you exactly. saying you don't want Eve Six to max, to max their max gains, the Mike? <laughs> I'm saying you don't. Yeah, you're not trying to play Swallow My Pride perfectly right in the middle of the set. You save that. You do your second best uh, Swallow My Pride song at the <laughs> top of the set, and you do Even the best that's the one at the, the end. Song. I yeah, I don't think that's the name of the song. Yeah, I don't like know. you're thinking. I don't of, know what that song is. You're called. thinking of incredibly popular band Green River. I mean, I did start thinking of that the first time I referred to the song as Swallow My Pride, which is why I started referring to it as that Swallow My Pride song instead. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Not international pop sensation Green River. It is amazing <laughs> how quickly when we start talking music that having a conversation with YouTube becomes exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm glad you stopped there. Great. That's all I know. (laughs) Just enough to have to pay for it. That (laughs) that song's probably called Beautiful Oblivion. Oh, yeah. yeah, It probably is. Or it's like Eve 6. That's what Eve 6, the song. Open parens, the Eve Six song. <laughs> Close parens. Uh, uh, that's good. Yeah, I started singing it, just assuming that I'd eventually find the lyric that is the name of the song. Right, 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 right. Checks out. What if we eventually put these podcasts out on YouTube for some reason? We'll be demonetized. Oh no. Uh, I don't know. You think that I sang it well enough that a computer's going to recognize it? Can't we just like <laughs> speed it up slightly or however they get around that? I don't know. Flip Maybe. It, flip it backwards so you can download it and flip it back forwards? Mm-hmm. I think that's how they do it. Think about it. Like how they used to censor swear words where they would like just suddenly play the swear word backwards and then the rest of the song would be forward again? Oh yeah, that was fun. Or they didn't, of- or they'd insert Rob Zombie saying "psycho" instead. Yeah, or uh, they just, uh, you know, probably like the peak of this was just the many, many barks and growls of DMX. Well, so I was thinking of this yesterday, earlier today. I was thinking of, and I haven't decided I'm going to do this. So it's like sort of an idea up for grabs if anybody wants to engage it. Um, but I was thinking like, maybe I'll just like take a bunch of edited versions of DMX songs because like they, they just silence the vocal track when they clean up DMX songs and just replace all of the swear words with some, with other words mm-hmm. that fit into the line. Right. That just seems fun for me. Yeah. In the like movie way of doing a yeah, censorship. Exactly. Like I'm going to ADR. I'm going to clean up ADR a bunch of DMX songs. Mm-hmm. And even though you're not going to be seeing the lips move, you should try to make the words fit the mouth motion. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because eventually you're going to be able to, like, periodically you would be able to see them move. Mm-hmm. Like, right. if you if you did it with the videos. Yeah. I like it. 
Yeah, it, it, like like I said, it's an idea up for grabs if anyone wants it. Just like just like email us and let us know if you're going to run with it, so that I don't eventually dig into it. But how otherwise, at gmail.com. How back at gmail.com. What? Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, did you swear at the end of that? Yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> he stubbed his toe. Yeah, yeah. Few people know that I like just pace my kitchen while doing these. <laughs> I although few people would be surprised. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, especially today, because you guys, I drank coffee for like the first time in like four or five days today. I'm shocked to hear that that is a gap of time you are even capable of not drinking coffee. Well, now, when you say that it's the first time you drank coffee in the last four or five days, does that indicate a lack of caffeine in general? Uh, or... I think I had, yeah, I think I had two cups of black tea in that time period. Um. No five hours? No, no. Yeah, no, like, little squirts of goo? Caffeine no. goo? Well, like, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I did have, like, half a, I did have no half. No trucker pills? Half an energy squeezy, too. <laughs> um, But, like, like, my sleep schedule is just absolutely eviscerated right now, so I'm trying mm. to, like, rebuild it at least a little. I see. Ah. And, like, so, you know, that just involves being tired or letting myself be tired or, like, you know, a few nights ago, like, like at like 2 a.m., I went, oh, God, I'm not going to be able to sleep, like, for another few hours. What can I do? Oh, I know what I can do. I've got a bunch of leftover potatoes I can eat. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's probably a solid way of How many potatoes are we talking? Like, I had some, like, cut-up potatoes. Like, you know, okay. it was, like, it was, like, maybe one potato's worth, maybe. I see. It wasn't, you weren't just, like, biting into them whole. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, like, when I say one potato's worth, I actually mean, like, three to four potato's worth because they're a little red potatoes. Yeah. But, like, people envision russet potatoes when you say one potato, right? Right. Yep. I, do. I don't think so. I think what? I think when you say one potato, everyone just thinks two potato, three potato, four. Oh, so yeah. then they assume you're uh, which eating Which, ironically, gets, gets them at the correct number in this case. Yeah. <laughs> but they're still envisioning the same amount of potato. Mm. Sure. Is, you're blowing my mind right now. I know, right? Yeah, potatoes are potatoes are a cultural construct. We only have <laughs> we only have concept of them because we choose to share conception of what a potato is. Uh-huh. Yeah. They have no inherent value. Yeah, like you've seen the studies of societies that have been cut off, like you know, in the Indian Ocean or whatever, that like that like view potatoes very differently than we do. Uh, yeah, like. Oh. Why are you giving me this? Uh, it, it can't. I can't possibly hit it against another potato and make a hand axe. Mm-hmm. Or like that. Uh, that that the the gods must be crazy thing where a potato fell out of a plane and landed in the midst of a tribe that had never seen a potato before. Right. Mm-hmm. That movie really suffered from, like people around me like telling me that it was good or something (laughs) i remember i remember like seeing the beginning of it like show up on cable but that's as far as it ever went i've never seen it i haven't seen it in like decades and thinking back about it i feel like the whole idea of the production was pretty racist it has to be right (laughs) yeah it does sound like it yeah who are we blaming for this uh the gods yeah they're crazy 
that doesn't that doesn't seem right. <laughs> and didn't they make a sequel? Yeah, they did. I'm looking at it right now. Um, you're watching it right now? No, I just I googled it, and it, and you can get you know there's a, there is a sequel. Yes, the gods must be crazy too. Is the sequel? You see, no subtitle. Um, great question. Thank you. Gods must be crazy too. No, no subtitle. <laughs> That I was a, I, that was, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like you could have at least made one up, Dan. Sorry. Well, he hasn't gone through the uh, summary of the plot. How can he possibly make a subtitle that uh, lives up? Like, you know, unless you know that the second Crow movie is about a guy who comes back to life to get revenge on a semi-mystical gang of ne'er-do-wells who killed him, how would you know to subtitle it City of Angels? That's a good point. That is a really good point. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, is it even The Crow 2, or is it just Crow City of Angels? Uh, I don't Aren't know. Are we just talking about this? Yes, we, we always have just talked time. about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's this decade's Highlander. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> it you only remember took... when we started doing this last decade, literally last decade, and we talked about Highlander constantly? <sighs> yeah, now we've moved on a decade, and that puts us squarely in the Crow territory. Yeah. Like, okay, fine. Whatever. Yeah, I can't wait until 2021 when we can start talking about The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, that kind of checks out. That kind of works out tonally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the it, Matrix kind of uh kind of did fill the same space. Yeah, it got I got to say black leather, swears, yep. guns. Yeah. Okay. I'm not I'm not sure I've seen the third Matrix movie. Hmm. That's fine. <laughs> I may have I have may have seen more Highlander products than Matrix products. All right. <laughs> I was going to say, well, clearly more Highlander products exist. Yes. But now I'm trying to tally them all up in my head. I mean, they do. There's a bunch. There's at least six, I think. What do you count all of the like little mini animes that they put out <sighs> no, for the Matrix? That's different. Yeah, no, I was counting those because I've seen most of those. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. I don't know if that counts because I feel like half of most of them came out in one shot. Right? And yeah. what about uh, and what about the Can You Take Me Higher video? Does that count as a Matrix product? <laughs> what? I mean... It had bullet time in it. Yeah. It did? Yes. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, uh -huh. that makes sense. Everything after the Matrix came out I had don't bullet think time I in it. I never saw... Maybe I just never saw the video. I only saw commercials that included Scott a clip stopped. of the video. Scott Stapp was our messiah. And oh. you could tell because he would throw his arms out, float in the air, and then the camera would spin around him, proving that the world revolved around Scott Stapp, our <laughs> messiah. Would you say his arms were wide open? They were pretty wide open, actually. Okay. It yeah. was There was a little bit of mission creep there in that video. <laughs> actually, which video did have bullet time? Was it the one I was talking about, or was it arms wide open? Oh, no. <laughs> Well, I guess now, Mike, you know what you have to do. 
wait until this podcast is over and then watch every Creed video by yourself and report yep. back in two weeks. Yep. Uh, that's <laughs> correct. And eat dog food while doing it. Yes. And also eat dog food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that in. Look, Mike, going. <laughs> you could just sit there watching Creed video after Creed video until your brain thinks enough about Creed that Creed shows up at your house. Mm-hmm. Or you could eat dog food. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the... I feel like the tears smelling of dog food plan made more sense than the watching a video. He's plan. our Messiah, Mike. Good boy. He knows when you're sleeping and when you're awake. Huh. Like all good messiahs, he knows if you've been bad or good. <laughs> so be good. For Scott Stapp's sake. Yeah. If not for Have yourself, been... do it for Scott Stapp. Hmm. What and a motivating I mean, sentiment. dog food. <laughs> yeah. Listen, this is all I have now. Every day I get up in my house, I go to the part of my house where I do my job, and I think one of these days I'm going to convince Mike to eat dog food. <laughs> Which is, it's a good thing that you work for a dog food marketing company. Shh, 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 shh. <laughs> Come on. That's, that's, not, that's not relevant. Just because you're running illegal human trials on Mike doesn't mean we can't talk about it around oh, Mike. Geez. I did have a friend in like uh, middle school or possibly oh. elementary school. This is who, about your uh, friend Dan, not your brother Dan? Oh, yeah. Who was so committed to his character of like a mutant dog in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle verse that he ate a milk bone or something. I don't remember what the details of the story were. Also, uh-huh. I was not present to see this. This is just something that he claimed, which, uh, hmm. you know. Hmm. I think he Wait, was stunting. I think he was stunting, Mike. Yeah, I've had this story related to me in the past. And in the past, I was led to believe that you saw it. Well, it's a better story that way. Wow, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you're lying to me, I like, or that you like lied to me at that point. What I'm saying is like, I didn't realize that this was just a thing that a middle school kid told you. Grade well, school? Huh? Grade school? I middle mean, if, school? If there's one thing that is indisputable, it is stories told to you by your friends in middle school. Um. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we sort of buried the lead here because I'm also under the impression, having heard this story before, that this was not a recognized character. This was a character that he created for himself that simply lived in the turtle verse, no. right? Right. Yes. Yeah. That's actually kind of impressive. <laughs> like, I mean, it's more laudable than just being like, I'm the rhinoceros one. Rhinoceros oh, sure. eat dog I'm food. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like that's like, I... I kind of appreciate the commitment to it, honestly. Sure. Yeah, and the creativity that uh, is outmatching me currently since I'm just picturing uh, McGruff the Crime Dog. No, it's definitely not McGruff the Crime Dog. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, I mean, it might be the same breed of dog. No, but I, no, no, no. Like, it's definitely some sort of British bulldog with overgrown teeth. Sure. <laughs> and like a cool hat and torn jeans and yeah. a torn jean vest, yeah, Spike, yeah, like a spiked collar. Hell yeah, yeah, and like weapons of and like, thematically yeah, appropriate weapons that yeah, are. Yeah, he's got a dog bone, but for some reason has like an axe head on the end. Yeah, and it's like they're all or the like same uniform plastic color. 
chain whip or something. Yeah. This is great. And like blades made out of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> that even he, get those turtles. the character in the turtle verse, immediately lost. Yes. <laughs> that seems like. I mean, okay. Now, the turtle van toy, like when it, that had the pizza launcher on it. The Ninja Turtles battle van? Yeah. Uh, are were those supposed to be just like regular pizzas that it was launching, or were they like somehow? Oh, I assume they were metal bladed pizzas. Okay, yeah. Why? Because it just seems weird that they would waste pizza. Yeah, but it also seems weird to like make your projectiles look like pizza. Like it's nah, like no, it's, it's it's like drawing a face and eyes on a bomb. Yeah, or like, yeah, uh, but you're or like ma- signing your like... name in bullet holes. Yeah, yeah or like making a sword f- slashing a Z into someone. Yeah, it's their Z. But those are all pretty quick, like, <laughs> flourishes. Like, uh-huh. doing a full, this looks like a pizza paint job. <laughs> like, sure, the, the well, crust of... end is easy. They had a lot Filling of down time. And then, like, it was like a supreme pizza. If they would just, like... And you don't know that they weren't like they didn't create some sort of quick like home screen printing process so they could do a hundred of them assembly line style. Yeah, I bet I bet Donnie made a screen printer that could make uh that would like pizza yeah, graphics. Like etch etch the pizza graphics onto those metal discs. No, you don't need to etch them in there. It's just screen printing. You just screen print it. This isn't yeah, but, forged in fire, Dan. You don't need to acid etch pizza stuff on, on your Damascus not, steel why discs. Why not? Why not? You're already because making that, a turtle in this instance, In this instance, now I'm siding with Mike. That's I, inefficient. I, you screen print metal? That's what I'm saying. You can. Okay. <laughs> Is that true? Or are you saying that it, or are you just saying it's true? I mean, like some I'm sort of middle almost, schooler I'm talking about eating a milk bone. I'm almost certain it's true. I totally screen printed a metal pizza once. <laughs> you can you can screen print glossy paper, so like mm. I can't imagine you couldn't screen print metal. Like maybe yeah, maybe you need like brushed nickel instead of like, you know, polished sterling silver or something like that, but there's some sort of hardenable metal mm-hmm. that you can also sharpen that you can screen print that I'm guessing are in abundance in sewers. God, I'm just realizing that this means that, like, they had to have set up, like, a working forge down in the New York sewers or something. Actually, it just occurred to me that what is probably happening is they're taking sewer covers and screen printing those if we're accepting Stephen's premise here. Well, weren't they they already shooting manhole covers out of things anyways? Yeah, but they probably painted them to look like pizza. Yeah, but some they would paint to look like pizzas. That just makes sense. I mean, maybe eventually, maybe what happened is that they Donatello invented the manhole launcher, and they were just like, "Yeah, but I don't really want us to be." The direct. manhole launcher is a different thing, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that was the problem. It was a branding issue, and then Raph, because Raph was probably a huge homophobe, was like, "Oh, oh geez, wow. can't we?" <laughs> That's unsupported by evidence, and therefore unfair. I disagree. He was. Rude. <laughs> well, you can't deny that. <laughs> if there's anything homophobia is, it's rude. I'm just 
Yeah, homophobia has no place in polite society and never has. I'm just saying, like, if we were to go off of the, um, like, the original movie, if there was any one of those turtles that was going to, like, get violent with even the hint of his sexuality being questioned, it would be Wait, rap. but wasn't he cool but rude? Yeah, but cool about what? I mean, these are, like, late 80s standards. I don't know. I think if you say, hey, man, are you cool? And he says, yeah, I'm cool, but rude. Yeah. Like, you assume that he's okay. Okay. That he's, so like, that he's not going to turn on the family. So he, like, he might, have, he might have some poor word choices, but, like, he's ultimately tolerant deep down? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's just a matter of education in this instance. Yeah. Again, okay. this is entirely unsupported by evidence. <laughs> okay, so Somebody let's... do a quick deep dive into turtle lore. Here's what and, I'm going to uh, do. I'm going to call Kevin Eastman. Uh-huh. Wait, which one of them still owns and is in charge of the property? I don't remember. I was actually thinking that as soon as I said that out loud. Oh, if was I there, the a, was there a breakup? Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of them sold off his half to the other. Mm-hmm. Because I think one of them was more like, I want these turtles to stop being... It was over the creation of a girl turtle. Yeah, oh, boy. I believe. Uh, wow. Tertlina. What? No, it wasn't named Tertlina. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was something you know, like, oh, it was Venus. I think it was Venus de Milo, actually. <laughs> oh, that in itself is a sexist construct because the rest of them are all creators. Right. Right. And Wait, was it like, so does, does that mean... Okay, so mm-hmm. like if the girl turtle was like like a weird science kind of creation Donatello made, then that would sort of make sense. Oh boy. You know, thinking about it now that I remember back, like doesn't in the first or se- is it the first or second Ninja Turtle movie which Donatello, I want to say uh, says Casey Jones is claustrophobic and Casey Jones makes some crack about not being into dudes. Probably. That sounds like a thing a movie in the early 90s, late 80s would do. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't actually remember that happening, but I don't doubt that it would have happened. So isn't Casey Jones the homophobe? Uh, well, well that's, that's the only thing that's supported by evidence. Okay. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, so get off. Is that supported by evidence? <laughs> when one out of three people remembers it happening? Um I don't know. Get off his get off Raph's back. Dan is all I'm saying. Huh? Yeah, wasn't didn't he go through enough when he got beat up on that rooftop? Yeah. Right. And he was like in a coma for days. Jeez, Dan. speechless now, Dan. I know. I sorry. I'm reading about Venus to my love, the turtle. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah. You're just you're just victim blaming all over the place. Have you figured out uh, interesting tidbits? Well, apparently, see, you see, it turned out there were actually five turtles who were exposed to the mutagen, but Splinter oh. just accidentally left the fifth one behind. <laughs> Apparently, 
Wow. Oh, uh, he's got small hands. But then that turtle also somehow stumbled upon some sort of Asian martial arts expert. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if there's one Asian martial arts expert in the sewers, there's yeah. likely more. Mm-hmm. This whole, the logic checks out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm starting to understand, uh, just dropping control of the property. Oh, it's like, I should have. It's the other one. I should call the other intro. one. We need to call the other one. Right. Get get some layered. Although maybe if Eastman isn't on anymore, he'd just be like, yeah, Raph. Yeah, Raph is homophobic. Like he just he just <laughs> drop it. What does he care? Right. Right. I mean, if anything, maybe he wants to uh, sabotage the property the at property. this point. Hmm. That seems that just like that seems like something we wouldn't want to encourage. Yeah, yeah, we don't want uh, we don't want like spiked cannon to show up, right? Yeah, let's not. Yeah, let's not f up huge portions of our childhood just so a dumb thing Dan said can be retconned into the <laughs> turtle verse. Yeah, let's just let's just be comfortable with the idea that Dan is wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we always are. Yeah, well, I guess I'm just the raff. Uh, wait, no, the <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, you he, homophobe. He's in, hey, I'm trying to think who got shit on all the time. Who got shit on the most? I'd say I mean, Michelangelo yeah. or Raphael, one yeah. or the other, depending yeah. on who was doing the shitting and why. Right. I feel like Michelangelo or Donatello would have been because, like. Raph and Leo were constantly at each other's throats for the leadership position, mm-hmm. like constantly trying to out alpha each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Michael and Donatello were the laid back ones and kind of accepted their knocks when they got them. Right. That's true. Yeah. Donatello did get nerd bullied quite a bit. Yeah. Oh. Michelangelo got party bullied. Oh yeah. no! Why do people always try? Well, always think that they can bully the party animal, right? It's just rude, really. But cool. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Oh boy. Well, I'm glad we went down this journey path, <laughs> path to. Oh boy. Yeah, I mean, like, it, if it's taught us nothing. It's mm-hmm. that, and it has. <laughs> <laughs> if it's taught us anything, <laughs> it's at least taught us that there's wisdom mm-hmm. in all of the things that Andrew WK had to overcome, right? To be such a to be such an outspoken party dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure when he was younger, he would just get ostracized all the time for wanting to party so much. Yeah, and that's why, and that's why he had to develop that like whole ultra positive public speaking, like motivational speaking persona. Yep, it's like it's to share what he's learned by overcoming the crippling bullying that he faced as a child for his love of partying. Mm-hmm. Right. If there's one thing children hate, it's parties. <laughs> yeah. Especially in high school, when bullying really intensifies because of mm-hmm. the strength and like you know, social structure of kids. Right. Yeah. Oh man. Like I, I think back to high school and like, I never ended up uh, going to a party 
And, you know, think of how popular I must have been. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, clearly, ergo, high school students hate partying. Right, right, right. Yep. That That checks out. Unassailable logic. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Yes, well, Mike. Yeah, you seemed like you were gonna like you're gonna like transition us in some way. Yeah, I thought I was, and then I uh, lost <laughs> lost the interest, even minuscule thread that I had going at the time. I see. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Hey, do you guys remember? Uh, do you guys remember the book How to Eat Fried Worms? Did you have to read that as like a chapter book in like grade school or? I don't know if I had to read it, but I definitely read it. Yeah, I also read it, and I also don't remember if I had to or not. We might have just owned it. Yeah, I remember its existence. I don't remember if I read it or not, but I definitely remember its existence. Uh, Did you know that there is a 2006 movie made of it that was directed by Gendy Tartakovsky? Huh. And scored by Mark Mothersbaugh? Huh. Huh. I don't know who that director is. Uh, Samurai Jack. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And then, you know, those other movies that actually made him money. <laughs> you don't think he made any money from Samurai Jack? I mean, he brought, he must I'm sure he made some. Yeah. But not not Sandler money. Well, oh, I he mean made like Sandler movies? Wait, did he make Sandler movies, Dan? I think he directed those those animated like Uncle Grandpa Dracula goes on vacation movies. Oh, Hotel Transylvania. Oh, yeah. I think. Um, That's a Sandler movie? I mean, he's the... he's the Uncle Grandpa the, Dracula. Yeah, he's Uncle Grandpa Dracula, so... Oh, I was not aware of any details of those movies at all, other than I there mean, are monsters. I've basically oh. exhausted my de- the details I have of those movies, so... Yeah, and like you know, in the in the How to Eat Fried Worms movie, uh, the the fried worm eating kid, his dad is played by Tom Cavanaugh. Uh, that makes sense to me. It <laughs> makes sense. That's that's about that's about where uh, Tom Cavanaugh. That's about the level of uh, character Tom Cavanaugh shows up in nowadays. That's crazy. He was Ed from the show Ed. <laughs> He's a Flash man now. Oh, yeah. He's what? Still now? I don't know. I think so. Wait, what's he doing to people? He's... <laughs> no, he, he's on the Flash show. The, the Flash show. Is that still on? Yeah. Wait, what? How? What do you mean, How? How is it still on? Like, it's on the CW. That's didn't how. it start like 20 years ago, though? What? No. I think you're thinking of an earlier incarnation of The Flash. Although, I do feel like that show has been on for a while. When did that start? A while ago. See? That's exactly how long I said it was. Well, there you go. Wait, is he, is he The Flash? <laughs> Tom Cavanaugh? Yeah. No, he's you know he's like some other guy. <laughs> some other guy. Yeah. So you're for some reason the expert in this. Uh huh. But all you can say about him is that he's some other guy. Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't want trying to, to avoid dumb. spoilers by not naming any character except for the Flash. I don't know. I I don't know anything about the show. Is he the Flash's mom? Uh, yep. That's it. Yes. <laughs> that's the other character that I know from the Flash. All right. Well. You know that character from the Flash? I don't know anything about that character from the Flash. Yeah, because there's the whole thing about the Flash, about how like the Flash somehow created the Flash when he ran so f- fast that he went back in time to stop the Flash from killing the Flash's mom. <laughs> Wasn't uh, he trying to stop the Reverse Flash from killing the Flash's mom? Yeah, but that but the Reverse Flash only existed because he went back in time and encountered himself and and split the future into two parts where he was the Flash and the Reverse Flash, oh, thus no. creating the Flash. Wow. Dude, it's really simple. I don't know how you're not getting this. I mean, I'm, I'm, no, I'm following. I just, um... Like, Where, what is happening right now? Why, why, why does Steven have more Flash knowledge than Dan does? Dan is Dan is the comic book source on this. Man, I was never that into DC properties. <laughs> Trash, you say. I, oh, well, oh, so you're saying that that I have to stick to focusing on the garbage properties? I didn't say garbage properties. I just said <laughs> I was more into Marvel stuff. Yeah, well, clearly you had very little uh, knowledge or credibility on Im- on image issues as well. <laughs> Accusing Raphael of being a homophobe. (laughs) You don't know. There could have been a very special issue at some point. Wait, there could have been a very special issue where Raphael leaves the sewers to just go beat up gay people? No, where he like is confronted with his latent homophobia and they're just like, hey, Raph, that's not cool. Oh, it's about standing up to bullies, not just being a bully. Yeah. And then Raph starts. Crimes, I guess. And then Raph starts trying to make it some sort of freedom of religion issue. <laughs> exactly. And like insists, like people understand it's just a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Wait in in this it, instance this is special, in this universe is yeah. Raphael an open mic stand up comedian <laughs> as well? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. That does seem like, more like something Michelangelo that's would, what I was would say. and definitely has done. There's no way that that oh, hasn't yeah. come up in any of the properties I mean, yet. At some point, he definitely put on a trench coat and a hat yep. and <laughs> went to do an open mic. All right. Uh, coming up next uh, is new to Joe Cut here. Uh, put your hands together and keep it going for Mikey Turtle Trench Coat. <laughs> what a terrible fake name I mean, why would you point out your own disguise <laughs> name? Did, it's like no no it's like a theme thing you did one of those things where like you have to make up a name and you just pull random things around you but he only so you looked at yourself. himself he only looked at himself in a mirror he's just surrounded by mirrors yeah and like calm uh pools of water yeah like oh my name's uh mikey turtle <laughs> trench coat <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, because he was lost. He got lost looking at the reflection of himself in the open mic host's eyes. Right. Exactly. It was and... hilarious. It was hilarious interspecies love at first sight. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, he, but yeah, but then he got real. Blue you know, Mike. This happened. This must happen to you all the time, right? Oh, uh, yeah. There's a uh, just constant. Uh, I, I have. I I have to push people away constantly, or I did before 
you know, the before open mics closed down uh, for exactly this reason. Like people just can't stop falling in love. It's dangerous to have open mics in these times. Yeah, that makes sense. It does make sense. No love is permitted during these times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really the only way to save humanity. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, we've just written a sequel to the Care Bears movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a sequel to the Care Bears movie whose message is... Uh, to, that the government has overstepped its bounds and we need to loosen restrictions. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I think I think we're the villains in this instance, but um, but also, yeah, think about when the Care Bears movie came out, like 1984, and they were writing like maybe 88, something like that, and they were writing like wholesome family comedy. All of those people love Rush Limbaugh. Everybody involved in making that movie loves Rush Limbaugh. Was it Care Bears? wholesome family comedy i remember that movie being family content sure yeah i don't know if it was a comedy i I mean mean, they were literally created by a greeting card company right except for that a lovable um that lovable ice scientist that you enjoy so much mike (laughs) cutting crafty i'm lost now uh, there was uh, a <laughs> there was a Care Bears movie where there was some sort of like basically like Mister Freeze knockoff. Yeah, Ooh. because there was a child that ran away to the circus and wanted to eliminate all joy in the world or something like that. That was a different Care Bears well, movie. Yeah, uh, what? there was more than one. Yes. That was like Care Bears the, the Care Bears movie Bears or movie. something. Right. This was probably like a TV special or something that was you know ninety minutes. Oh, it was just four episodes that all ended with Deke. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but the, the ice scientist professor had his own song that Mike Professor still, Coldheart. Professor Coldheart. Yeah, I thought that that was the same one as the wizard kid from the from the circus. No, the wizard what? kid no. gets seduced by like an evil book or something. Yeah, it's oh. a book with like a bald green woman face in it. Yeah, I don't Wait, know. Ursula I don't remember where that the book. Little Mermaid. Yeah, I don't remember where that book came from. Was it supposed to just be like Satan or something? Uh, I mean, it is magic, which inherently comes from the devil. So I guess. Wait, was it just the Necronomicon? Oh, maybe. I don't think they ever named the book. Wait a minute. Is Evil Dead a sequel to the Care Bears movie? Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're both the sto- they're both the the same adventures of their hero the necronomicon right yeah exactly and then various people and species get in the way do care bears do they count as a species what do you mean are are they a species yeah right i I just assumed they were enchanted teddy bears I mean, that sounds like a distinct species to me. Are there like no, baby like care Paddington. bears? Yeah, yeah, are yeah, are they genetically viable? Can they reproduce? I don't know. Aren't there babies? They know about caring and love, but do they know about the act of love? Dan? Aren't there like, aren't there like little little baby care bears? Are they? I don't. Remember. I don't know. Are they running around making the bear with two backs? I do. <sighs> or is it like a type of thing where you have to carefully like? You have to carefully manage it in captivity. There are two, at like a national zoo or something. There are two Care Bear cubs. 
Baby hugs and baby tugs. <laughs> so oh. where did they come from? Where did hugs hug and tug, tug come from? They came from hugs and tugs. Okay, great. Uh-huh. Great. So yeah, they are genetically viable, and yep. I and I will thus accept that they are a unique species. <laughs> Although it does kind of sound like they are in a panda bear scenario. That's very few offspring for how many Care Bears there are. You're right. It's true. Yeah, and they are constantly shooting hearts out of their chest to knock down bamboo to gnaw on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Wait, is this like an X-Men panda bear scenario? What? Like, like the Care Bears universe is, is to uh, the X-Men world as panda bears are to humans. I see. Like they're, uh, oh. they're just pandas that have extra powers. You know, like, I assume it exists in the same Kung Fu Pandaverse. Right. Oh, so my wh- God. Wait, please in this scenario... Someone, <laughs> please someone reboot, like, Care Bears and voice cast Jack Black. As all of them? I mean, he does use his belly to skadoosh things in that movie. Yeah. And he also... Oh. Uh, he also I don't sings... think those Care Bears ever said skadoosh. No. But he also is known for, you know, just singing songs about how great it is to love that's true love and love may be a broad term but the act of love yeah which we've proven that the care bears know about and get down with mm-hmm. yeah at least a few of them mm-hmm. yeah they have urges why why else would that one kid be named tugs yes yeah. yikes that does like, seem that is a weird name. Like you clearly only thought you were having one child, and then you're like, "Oh crap! What uh, <laughs> what 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 rhymes with hugs?" Yeah, and then you. I mean, there's definitely a there's definitely a business, a place of business somewhere called the Hug and Tug. Oh yeah, right. And, oh yeah, for sure. And it is a cafeteria for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I mean, when you think about it, too, like you name you name a child hugs because that's a cute, adorable thing that you do out of affection. Uh-huh. Then you name the other one tugs, presumably for the same reason. Mm-hmm. And that's upsetting. Yeah. I mean, even if you just go by like something a child would do, like tug on the uh, pant leg to get attention or something, you're oh. kind of saying, oh, this child hugs. This is the one that I love. And this other one, Tugs, is the one who's a nuisance. I'm going to see if baby Tugs has a tugboat on his belly. Or oh, her that belly. Makes sense. Except that what does a tugboat have to do with the power of moving a larger boat from place to place? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I mean, it's a supportive act. Yeah, what more loving act could there be than making sure a larger boat can get out of port? <laughs> what the fuck? What God, reading, what? This, reading about this stuff as an adult is very unsettling. Well, stop. <laughs> Hugs stop has baby blue it. colored fur, and his belly badge formerly was a yellow star buddy resting inside a blue cloth diaper. Star buddy? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. dude. Star buddies. Star buddies. Hmm. <laughs> you know. You said formerly. What happened? Oh, uh, then. He grew up and now it's a skull with a dagger through it. (laughs) Now it's uh, in 2007, 2008 series, Care Bears Adventures in Carolot. It was changed to a red heart inside a yellow star. (sighs) All right. Yeah. Which one has green clovers and red balloons? Uh, I mean, there was definitely a green one that I think had a clover. Oh, it must have been. Yeah. And that, that one probably just dispensed luck, right? Ugh, probably. 
And I've been watching a lot of uh, uh, aged Goldfinger doing yep, uh, me quarantine too. videos. <laughs> what? Yep, me too. <laughs> Red balloons. What are you, That's what? why I was going with that. And because then the Red <laughs> Balloons one clearly dispensed German pop songs. What are you uh, talking about? What is happening? Neun and Neunzig Luft Balloons and Goldfinger's cover thereof, uh-huh. 99 Red Balloons, uh-huh. wherein the second verse is still in German. Cool. Uh, Goldfinger's been very active on YouTube during quarantine. He's, oh. Yeah, they're just doing like Zoom rehearsals, basically. Um, All right. I mean, I'm still. And, like, Sorry, I'm still processing that Goldfinger is even around still. We've moved on from Care Bears to Goldfinger. Uh-huh. Something much more relevant to today's times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah uh, it, there like, is a green bear named Goodluck Bear with a four-leaf clover on his belly badge. Just, just, yeah. to, just to wrap that up. Wrap that thread up. Yeah, same for John Feldman. Um, <laughs> the singer from Goldfinger. Gotcha. Have you ever seen him without a shirt? Do you know that he doesn't have a green clover on his on his belly? There's, I can't say that I there's do. There's no way that we've never seen him without a shirt, right? That has yeah. to have happened. But he's got to be portly like a Care Bear, right? So maybe he was just using like concealer to cover it up. So people weren't constantly asking him to shine down luck on them. Because that's got to be emotionally exhausting. Right? Well, sure. But I mean, that is the life of a celebrity. He's busy, but he's busy dealing with the emotional fallout of his breakup with Mabel, his second breakup with Mabel. What's happening? <laughs> this, Is this oh, another exhausting music conversation? Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> well, not for anybody that remembers, you know, Goldfinger's second record. Uh huh. So, Sawhawk. So, this is detail. for Sawhawk. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't even know if it's for Sawhawk. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I mean,. I think it's for people that listen to pop punk and, you know, got sucked into like maybe kind of counts as third wave ska. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they fourth, really, uh, they wave? really towed the line there. I'm fine with it. Like there was a whole sort of genre that I think people called skunk music at the time. Huh. I don't you recall know, that happening. Based on, based on. The existence of Skunk Records, the a label that Goldfinger was not on. <laughs> All right, um, but they had bands like Skank and Pickle. Oh, I've uh, heard of them. Why have I heard of them? Like, well, their name is Skank and Pickle. That's true. So, yeah, I think their like logo was around a lot. Yeah, and there was a there was a girl in my middle school that was really into them. Did she? Uh claim to be so dedicated to her Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle universe character that she ate a milk bone? <laughs> uh, yeah, because that's think... what we know about people from middle school. Yeah, um, I, don't, I can't confirm that. I gotta say, like, I'm now not convinced that Skank and Pickle was on Skunk Records. Like, the, like, the, the, like, quintessential... You think this is the conspiracy? N- no, I think I just remembered wrong. But, like, the quintessential, like, Skunk that Records... That doesn't make band, any sense. That makes no sense. I posit that uh we have unknowingly shifted into a separate universe where they mm-hmm. were not on skunk records that makes how more sense you, how could you misremember the past so wait are you telling me that this is like a butterfly effect situation where we've entered a dimension where the band skank and pickle was not on skunk records and now we're stuck in a global pandemic that seems right to me uh-huh. yeah um but yeah like skunk records i if i if i if i'm now remembering correctly like was founded by Bradley Noel from Sublime. 
Like that's that's who put out all of the Sublime records. Oh, um, yeah. But then other ska slash punk bands. The fun facts just keep coming. <laughs> yeah, but possibly, possibly Skank and Pickle, possibly not. I don't remember. If you're a member of the band Skank and Pickle or have any idea what they're talking about, you can email us at howbadcast at gmail.com. Howbadcast at gmail.com. And let's be honest, only members of the band Skank and Pickle really remember what was going on with Skank and Pickle. Sure, 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 sure. If even they do, I'm not sure if they were a straight edge band or not. Right. Great question. <laughs> One that only members can answer. If you're a member of the band Skank and Pickle and remember if you were straight edge or not, <laughs> drop us a line. If you don't remember and thus don't drop us a line, I will assume that you were not. Right. And thus don't remember. Yeah. I mean, if they don't remember, they were definitely not straight edge. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and if they don't email, certainly the only explanation is that they don't remember. Yep. But they certainly are listening. Yes. Yeah. From wherever it is that Skank and Pickle lives now. Huh. I want to say Skank and Pickle Manor? You think they all live together? Like a... <laughs> <laughs> like, in a... Like, it's probably a, like a compound. Oh, sure. And they're just like a That courtyard. they call a manor. Right. Yeah. Like, well, like the big house is Skank and Pickle Manor. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they each well, have their own little, uh, <laughs> like, little HQ that they go yeah. into. Are, are you thinking, like, this is, a, this is a cult situation or like. No, no. I'm thinking that they platonically care for each other deeply. I'd see. So they're. They. So it's a polyamorous relationship that requires a compound to hold uh, the entire... I said platonically. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> oh, all right. Sorry. Uh, so, so what you're saying is the band, Skank and Piggle, is friends. So obviously they have to live together in a compound. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. Now that I think about it, there's no chance that Skank and Pickle was on Skunk Records either because the founder of Skank and Pickle is also the founder of Asian Man Records. Oh. Mike Park. Wow. I'm he's so glad. Called, he was in a band called Bruce Lee Band as well. This is great. great. I'm really grateful <laughs> that we went down this Look, everybody path. stopped listening by now. <laughs> While I sit around and try and remember things about Skank and Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I mean, we really, I think we really peaked when we were talking about whether or not you can screen print metal. And then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that was practical knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. This is, this is more esoteric knowledge about who's members of what bands founded which labels. Record labels. Ooh, I wonder if I wonder if Skunk Records and Asian Man Records were ever rivals. I wonder if they ever had a rumble. I hope so. Yeah, one could only hope. Mm -hmm. Do we know of famous record label rumbles in the past? Yeah, like you remember when like all of Motown Records threw down with all of Atlantic Records? Just the streets <laughs> ran with blood. Yeah, and like Jimmy Page had to fight his heroes. It was Whoa. father versus son and brother versus brother. It was a dark time in music history, Mike. Intense, yeah. Right. Uh, 
Well, I've written a comic book. Yeah, <laughs> you sure have. Uh, do so. Aside from uh, plugging this new comic book of yours, uh, was that uh, remote late nights thing? Uh, it is. It will be out. The first episode will be out before uh, before the next before we next record things. Wow. Um, yeah, people can find it on the Late Nights Facebook page and uh, and our, our YouTube channel. You know, not quite yet, but starting in a few days. Neat. What are uh, those specifically? Uh, y- you know, um, <laughs> search for them. Like, does anybody actually know their Facebook URL? I don't know. Uh, but I, I think your YouTube channel you definitely have an idea about, right? Probably. <laughs> is it oh, is it the I'm classic not in of that? is it the classic oh, late yeah, nights it, it, like, MPLS? Be, I, i'm almost certain they're both slash late nights mpls late nights mipples mipples wow uh, is everybody we, checking right now to find out no i think we were all just waiting to see <laughs> we all just assumed that you must have you must have started looking anybody oh i must have gotten kicked off of this recording what? Are you gone? You can't Hello? hear us anymore? Hello? Hello? Oh, well, Steven's chat. gone. We've lost Steven. Chat. chat. Typing to chat. <laughs> That's a good joke, Dan. <laughs> oh, all right. Ooh, I agree with Mike. I've turned on Dan. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that seems to be a good okay, sign. Okay, well. Luckily, this is the end of the episode. No, anyway. that's a good point, Mike. Yeah, so, we should be more respectful uh, to our elders. <laughs> oh okay, I am now oh. typing. Shut up, Stephen. I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. end the episode. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, and then no, I, I mean will... they just have so much wisdom to impart, right? <laughs> like, and then I will end the episode. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I'm with Mike. See you next time, everybody. God damn it. <laughs> well, I well, that's the end. Do. Yep. Uh, Steven said it. Uh, this has been a great episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, see you next solid, time. Solid when, ending. Uh, hopefully, we will also stop hearing each other only at once we need to stop recording anyway. Yeah. I mean, I always pray for convenient technical glitches. For some reason, I thought you were going to say, I always pray for death. Anyway, uh, Jesus, we'll we'll see you next time to steal LeVar Burton sign off. Da-da-da.